on copyright music. Share it out.
groundbreaking series is streaming Wednesday exclusively on Disney Plus. You have removed your helmet. You are a Mandalorian no more. I'm going to Mandalore. There's nothing left. All right, kid, you ready for an adventure? May the force be with you! Don't miss. This is the way. The epic return of The Mandalorian Season 3. Streaming Wednesday only on Disney+. Plus. When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool. Walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia. Made to travel. You can't blame me. I gave my soul. And all that's left was one.
What is going on? What is going on? I am Trance Gamer, and this is the podcast. We are back, guys. 100% we are back. Hopefully, hopefully the next couple of guests does not cancel, but we're all right. We're all right. Tonight, the doctor's in. Dr. Cindy Little with Waco Ghost. And she is an actual doctor. An actual doctor. But anyway, I met uh, met this wonderful person there at RogueCon. She was doing a podcast. And I like the paranormal stuff too. I was like, well, I haven't stopped long enough to do a paranormal podcast. So I, I told her, hey, can we uh, exchange cards? She gave me a card. I gave her one of my old cards. One of my old cards that had the link tree that I don't use no more. But I marked it out and I put pillar on there. So, I mean, it was one of those things where hopefully hopefully it worked and it worked it worked so uh anyway we are going to uh bring her on and we are going to start this podcast uh yeah uh bring her on how are you doing dr little i'm good I'm how doing are you just fine trying to minimize some so uh uh let uh, before we get into everything can you explain uh a little bit about yourself okay um yes i'm i'm cindy little and i am a parapsychologist and i am also a paranormal researcher and business owner of of waco ghosts and I've been doing this for the past, oh, 16 years. And, and I've always had an interest in the paranormal ever since I was little. I was, I was that geeky little kid that spent her uh, lunch hour in the, in the library reading real ghost stories and um, came across a story by uh, Jeff the Talking Mongoose in, in the UK. And, and I, was, I was hooked. And then fast forward to when the uh, Ghostbusters movies came out and the, the TV shows came out, I thought, oh, hey, you know, um, there might be a little bit of science behind this. And that fascinated me even more. And so kind of the, the, the rest is history. It's it's something that I'm, I oh, just love. nice, nice. Uh, like for me, I had a paranormal experience whenever I was like, really young i was i want to say three maybe four and i saw mm-hmm. your ghosts angels you call them whatever you i saw them above my parents uh, basically looking down on and then both of them came up and Gave me that, I uh, like a types. So that is one of those things where my paranormal 
my fan, uh, my, uh, what do you want to call it? Yeah, the starting for the paranormal. There we go. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, uh, gets its start from. So uh, that was like one of my very first ones. Uh, then, you know, later on, it's like whenever you did something bad in the house uh, and where the tree fell over into the house, uh, oh. literally, you could go into the room where uh, they took you to go get punished. And no matter whether the belts, uh, uh, whether the door was closed, whether the door was wide open, whether, I mean, just, you could be just standing there, that belt just like this. I'm like, my God. Wow. <laughs> somebody's fixing cool. somebody's fixing to get ghost whooped from the uh other side so <laughs> for me for me it's always been that and i've been i've been able um this is one of those things i used to live over in mahia texas looking at apartments over there and literally I knew what was on the other side of the uh, apartment. I could go up in there, uh, up into the apartment. Like, no. Add Juju right back <laughs> on down to the truck. On the other side of it was a, uh, um, it was, it was uh, what is that? Uh, where they, Take them and bomb them. Uh, mortuary. Oh, mortuary, mortuary church. Yeah. Uh, had the whole yeah. uh, line of uh, limos and uh, stuff like that. I was like, yeah, oh, a funeral. funeral home. There we go. Yeah, I am home. so brain dead today. Yeah. Must have been. It must have <laughs> been that uh, extra, uh, extra work that I was doing yesterday. So, uh, anyways, anyways, I have, uh, seven of the most haunted Texas, and I want to get your opinion on this, and I have opinion on a couple of them, because I've actually stayed okay. in them. Uh, mm-hmm. One is not, because I don't hardly go to the Austin area whatsoever, one is not Driscoll Hotel, Austin. Do you know okay. anything about that, or have you had experiences, or what? Um, not really. I mean, I've never been to the Driscoll, but I, I've known plenty of people who have stayed at the Driscoll and have had paranormal experiences. It's Yeah, it's one of the more popular haunted hotels in texas what, uh, definitely. what was some uh, some of their experience like was it more like uh, uh scratching but you know it um it wasn't anything um malicious or malevolent that i remember it was um 
you know, bad feelings, kind of phantom footsteps. I, I, if I remember right, somebody talked about seeing an apparition. So, you know, nothing, nothing terrible. Oh, okay. That's, uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, thing that was, I got, I got all of this from a website. I just, but it, it does make some point. Driscoll is, uh, there isn't just one Driscoll hotel haunting. Many stories circulate the lavish home in Dalston. One tale claims a grand staircase at the Driscoll haunted by a young girl that met her fate in 1987 chasing boy all over the edge. That's one, I mean, no matter what, I, I've done wrestling, football, but anything that involves tumbling, I mean, it's just, that's mm -hmm. one of those things that, I, that even hurts my neck, because really, yeah. uh, another alleges mm -hmm. the Driscoll Hotel, room 525, is the site where two dressed brides their own lives on their honeymoon. Exactly 20. Now, I've seen those type of uh, occurrences. I'm not going to call them eight, anything. Occurrences in several different other places. Uh, one of them being in Chicago. And another one being in, like, a Nashville, uh, at a, and mm -hmm. of them happen to be in hotels. Uh, there, thing, hey, whenever you see something like that. How is, how is it? Guess what I'm trying to say is how does it uh, come to you in your mind and stuff like that? How did because to me I don't think that they're fates. I think it's like out of the blue. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I approach the paranormal quite a bit more scientifically. I. I do investigations with people that approach it more metaphysically, um, but I look at situations like that and I just see it as coincidental. And something else you might want to keep in mind and, and have your, your listeners keep in mind in going through these ghost lists online, like the most haunted, some of the stories are just urban legend. They aren't even, there's no history to back them up. So you have to really question the stories in the first place. Um, I'm not saying that's the case with, with the Driscoll, but you know, you, I always take these stories that are, that are listed on the internet with just a little grain of salt because they may or may not be true. Now with this next one, Hotel Galvez. I used to stay in the Galveston area around Texas. So going down to Hotel Galvez, going down to the was mm -hmm. like almost every week. Uh, so Hotel Galvez 
is actually haunted. Uh, I've stayed there. You walk into the doors, there's a flood of emotion that come out. And even once mm -hmm. you step on their property, it does the thing. Now, uh, I stayed mm -hmm. out on the beachfront side of Hotel Galvez, and at night, it seemed to be footsteps imprinted into the grass. Like they're coming back from cool. the into into That's that cool. what uh i think it was a school something like that at point in time so they uh there a hurricane hit and they came from the beach area something like that and they're tracing mm -hmm. back in full house or whatever it was at that point in time uh Mm -hmm. The haunting is supposedly the work of the lovely or lovelorn lady tried a tragic life. After hearing news of her fiance's death, you for a ghost to add the hotel's haunted history. Now I've never I I mean I don't get that I don't yeah. get that sense of a demonic I compare ghouls and demons being the same thing but I, I don't get that oh, uh, I don't get that uh, sense of uh, stuff like that I mm. get the blood of sad emotion whenever I go in no just an mm. overwhelm of that. I mean, uh, uh, have you stayed there? Or, uh, this is, yeah, this is another one I have not stayed at yet, but it is definitely on my list. And I would not be surprised if the entire island of Galveston is, is haunted because of the hurricane activity and all the deaths and the flooding oh, yeah. over the years. Um, you know, I, I look at the paranormal. I, I think when we figure it out, and I hope we do, um, it's, it's going to come down to a yet identified type of energy. And Usually it's an energy that is associated with um, very repetitive events or very tragic events or very stressful events, you know, in people's personal lives. And so you look at the, the, the tragedy of these hurricanes and the, the tremendous amount of energy in, in all of that. I mean, I'm not surprised that you're picking up on overwhelming sadness and that there's going to be haunt activity with people, you know, the, the footprints in the grass, all of that to me just, it lines up that, you know, these hurricanes provide this, this energy for these types of manifestations. We don't exactly know how it works yet, but it, it seems to be a, a pattern. And so I'm, I am not surprised that the Hotel Galvez is really... Well, I mean, any type of weather events where people have lost their lives, I imagine their foot. Just not, it's just yeah. not going to go 
it just dissipated. Not like what you see in the Vampire Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like that. I mean, uh, you know, stuff like So, number three, we have uh, F.P., Ifar, and Houston. I'm not for sure whether I said that right. But it's believed the um, oldest bar yeah. in Houston. It's housed in the oldest commercial building, which opened in, as a bakery in 19. bar was also a drugstore and a hair salon before becoming the bar in the 1960s. Uh, it maintains a haunted atmosphere lit by candles and serve, uh, serves hosts. To the occasional seance, uh, bartenders have reported bottles falling and sound of children playing upstairs. Uh, some even say old manager works. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Spooky. I mean, <laughs> literally. Uh, I have... You know, here's a crazy thing. I drink at home. I don't drink around other people because mm -hmm. there, there's a chance I may have too much and I can't drive home. And I'm not going to have enough for an Uber mm -hmm. back to the house. I'm not going to mm -hmm. have an Uber back to, you know, so it, it's more about just drinking at home, having fun. Doing a podcast. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, do you go and do any of the bars and stuff like that? Any chance? I have investigated one local bar here in, in Waco. And um, they, at, at the time, were really concerned about confidentiality. So, I can't really say which bar it was, but it was a bar here in downtown Waco where very similar things, you know, um, but they would see like shadows, shadow figures. They heard what sounded like a snake, a rattlesnake in, in one of the corners, which I thought was really unusual, you know, um, yes, glasses moving across the bar, things falling and breaking, um, in fact, when I was there, I got some really strange EMF readings. That's electromagnetic field readings. Um, and um, the, the guy I was with um, saw a shadow person in, in the hallway. And so there again, I, you know, I did a little bit of, of research and um, kind of like the Hotel Galvez, this bar was really, really close to where the um, F5 tornado hit Waco. So there again, the, you had this big weather event that released a lot of energy and there was just lots of, of death and tragedy. Um, and the building that the bar was in survived, um, which was, was great because a lot of buildings didn't. And so, you know, it just makes sense to me that you get these, these big major tragedies and later on there's, there's haunt activity. By the way, I just wanted to spot this out if nobody's 
I have one of my mods mm -hmm. at, and oh. and what he has done is whenever I mention, I mean, doing this on his own, mentioning keywords like Galveston, put Galveston, uh, the country song, uh, all oh. in the chat, <laughs> and now that I. <laughs> then now that we're talking about the uh, and a bar in then you put Toby Keith. Yeah, it's like Toby, Toby Keith, Keith. I love this bar. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. By the way, mm -hmm. I just wanted to say something. Uh, we do have a new sponsor. It's HelloFresh. It's for 30 days now. Uh, there is going to be a uh, our code in the chat over here or right here uh in the chat that will get you 60 percent off and free shipping for your first buy go to hellofresh and right oh i'm good <laughs> uh the marfa lights I have never heard about this. Uh, and I love oh. Texas history. Uh, back whenever I uh, ever I went and before went to the Dr. Pepper music, I went to the gift shop over there <laughs> and got some uh, you know, re uh, reproduction of the old Texas money to give away cool. and chat to. Uh, so yeah, uh, so I went over there and I love Texas history and my whole thing was the Bonnie and Clyde car. Now, uh, um, thank yeah. you for the 30 bits, uh, trend killer so much. Uh, but the Bonnie and Clyde car, uh, mm -hmm. definitely had my attention whenever I was young. We went to the Texas, mm -hmm. uh, Texas Ranger. I know I'm getting away from, them, uh, and mm -hmm. the rest of things, but we went to the Texas Ranger and literally, I even, I mean, I could had sensed something bad but like a nightmare for almost hmm. oh, I don't know what followed me Sweet. home but attached to wow. me it was like a bad nightmare I'm woke up every time and oh, that's I mean good. but I mean is what it is uh but it's one of those things still thank you for that uh it's one of those things where that just my uh uh stuff for the paranormal i mean it peaked it to where hey i want to know more about it so mm -hmm. i went over there like hey look um uh, 
I'll still have the car. Body inside car. Just want to make an amends mm -hmm. with it. That way, not uh, that way. I don't get whenever I come in the whole months of nightmares and stuff like that. And basically, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, uh, for a certain amount of time, and then basically, we found out where it was. They put this car in a hotel and casino in uh, in Las Vegas. Well, a little bit outside of Las Vegas. A hotel and casino. I'm just wondering when this uh, wow. car is actually going to rob them of money. <laughs> and claim yeah. it for Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, I always wondered what happened. <laughs> yeah, I always wondered what happened to that car. I, I mean, I remember um, the Dr. Pepper Museum had it for a really long time, and, and they did a bunch of remodeling up on the second floor where the car was. And, yeah, it's it hasn't been there for years the and Dr. years. Pe and so I was always fascinated. The Dr. Pepper it. Museum also had it? Oh, I yeah. did, I, You know, I did not yeah, know about it. I did not know about this. I knew, only well, knew about they... it at the Texas Ranger. And I was like, I was like, oh, oh my God. I had nightmares for two months with this car. I can just imagine what okay. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, they. it was there for, oh, quite a while, for years and years. And, and then they, like I said, they remodeled and it hasn't been there for a very long time. I had no idea that it was at the Texas oh, Ranger yeah. Museum. And I've, I've heard reports from workers at the Texas Ranger Museum that the museum and the gift shop especially are haunted. And I wouldn't be surprised now, at all. I, going in there yesterday, I felt something like, uh, like, far off trying to stare at mm. and it just mm. it didn't let its presence be known but it was like far off and this suddenly like somebody's watching yeah, I yeah mean, that's creepy nothing else it's just that, uh that i felt yeah. so yeah i mean that's I, I, yeah. Creepy. That's creepy. <laughs> so the Marfa Lights was a infamous history state of Texas. Uh, Western Edge State accounts uh, of red, blue, and white lights. Most commonly, gl uh, glowing orbs in 19th century. First recorded Sights of the lights was in 1883. Young Callahan was driving cattle through Casino uh, Pass and uh, thought it was flickering light uh, lights, night sky, maybe a patchy ca uh, campfire. Now, uh, going into like uh, video, the video side of the 
turn on. Glowing orbs. Hey, you could see them in infrared. And mm -hmm. they'll shoot across the room. I mean, crazy. Or they'll just, or they'll mm -hmm. just linger and then go into a person. But mm -hmm. have they been to explain if they other different colors? The purple, the bright green one, um, or what? Yeah. Yeah, I've 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 seen lots of pictures and videos of, of different colored orbs. Um, very few orb videos um, or pictures get my attention because there's just too many things that they could be, like dust or rain or fog or or any number of things. But um, there have been some some orb videos. For example, you know I do paranormal tours at the Dr. Pepper Museum. And we have one orb video um, from the back stairs that go down to the basement. And it looks like these bluish colored orbs are actually walking up the steps. And I think that that's just a really intriguing video. It's, it's not just the typical floating orb or even shooting around orb. These things looked very deliberate. So I really wasn't sure what to make of those. Most of the time they're kind of floating or kind of shooting across the screen. And I'm like, oh, maybe something paranormal, most likely not. However, I've also talked to people that have seen orbs with their eyes. And I think that's completely different. I, I think that that's, there's a, a much higher likelihood that if you're seeing orbs with your eyes and not through some piece of, you know, equipment then then that's something pretty extraordinary so um i'm i'm jury is still out for me on the whole orb phenomena some seem to be genuine uh paranormal type activity some most of them seem to be kind of dust and, and water vapor right by the way arcade thank you for the 71 and the 49 bit. thank you uh so the next one has always been on my list of wanting to go down to been on Battleship of Texas. Uh, where you're in the submarine, there right by. Mm -hmm. Can't bo I can't remember the. I think it's sequel or something like that. Uh, that they had that. Oh yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I've always wanted to go on to the USS Lexington. It was. I supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I've seen it on several ships. On ship, sides. And the, mm -hmm. uh, and most uh, when it, like the like the videos stuff like that, it took these uh, took these guys that are like uh, 
so far into the paranormal, their texts and everything else, it, five nights, the Lexington, so Mm -hmm. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I, that that's been one of my uh, one of my bucket list items that I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but the thing says Texas most haunted destination. It's spooky when younger than the age of twelve. The younger crowd staying overnight at this has lakes and corpus. Guest all eight ghosts take part in scavenger hunts across a hundred thousand square foot and eleven deck. Don't worry, they even uh, they say the ghosts here are more mischievous, uh, mischievous. So they. <laughs> That yeah. is, they like to play, uh, play the prank. Oh, wow. Thank you, mm -hmm. Arcade, for the 500 bits. That is one entry. Uh, for the grand prize that we have, which is, by the way, Dr. Pepper Glass. <laughs> that I bought at the museum. Dr. Pepper jelly beans <laughs> at the right. museum and the uh, and the uh, replica money from the uh, Texas Rangers uh, museum. No, clean man. There's not a PS5 giveaway. Uh, <laughs> You're going to have to try a whole lot harder than that. Uh, the next one, I've been to and probably every Texan and probably everybody in the South has been to Alamo. So, uh, okay, everybody's got their own stories about the Alamo uh to me, it's more despair whenever I walk into it and, and stuff like that. It's despair, it's sadness. It, uh, basically, it's like get, get the smell of death. Uh, have you been to the Alamo? If so, um. Yes, actually, the, these last three, finally, yes, I have. I've been to to Marfa, and and looked for the Marfa lights. I, I didn't see the Marfa lights, but looked out over the desert. Marfa is a really cool little town in west, far west Texas. Um, it's a fun place to visit, and I have been to the USS Lexington, and I hope you get there. The, the ship is indeed it's massive. Um, I didn't encounter any ghostly activity there, but just for the historical relevance of it i mean it's an amazing amazing ship and finally yes i've been to the alamo many times but during the day and and i've never 
really felt anything, you know, oppressive or sad. But you have to keep in mind, I'm one of those people that is just at the far end of the, what I call the, the psi or the psychic spectrum. I have friends that are very psychically sensitive, and it sounds like you're pretty psychically sensitive as well. On one end, I'm on the exact opposite end, and I don't feel anything. So I'm really uh, the wrong person to talk to about, hey, you know, did you go to the sauna place? Did you feel this? Did you feel that? And I'm like, no, that's why I investigate with people who can feel those things and who can sense those things. But there again, I have no doubt that the Alamo is haunted for the very same reasons that, you know, like the Galvez is haunted or the Lexington is haunted. There's been a lot of energy and tragedy so I wouldn't be surprised if that that energy is still hanging around and and creating activity well, to me there's three different uh, well I say three different spectrum of you know, when like for a person to go haunted I mean you have you have the people that are like me very sensitive I can go up to a place. Uh, uh, then you have the ones that hear it and you're like Aggie and they're going take off. <laughs> yeah. And then you have, yeah. then you have the sign, the people back behind the science. They're like, okay, well, we want to take a picture. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and all three of them thrive together as long as you number two. Mm -hmm. Oh, dog weight. But, uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, I, I don't investigate with, with the number two people. I, I, I mean, I, I have plenty of people that are, you know, not plenty, but I investigate with a few of the people that are like in the number three category and a few that are in the number one category. And, Yes, yes. Having that combination of kind of more rationally minded or and scientifically minded people versus the, the highly sensitive kind of more metaphysical people. I mean, yeah, it makes for a great, great team um, because each one can pick up things that the other is not picking up on. So and it's see, really helpful. Here, here's the thing about me. I am very, I'm very sensitive to paranormal and I can actually I can almost tell what's uh, what went on there but I'm one of those people that mm -hmm. I'm like I'm like you I want to want to take a picture of it I want to want to prove to the world hey look mm -hmm. I want to yeah I, I and wanna, they are real I want to prove yeah to you that I can catch that demon up there in the corner being a poltergeist you know i want to be able mm -hmm. you know and i don't want like for people that would say okay hey look you just see no i've studied mm -hmm. on and off for 20 something years about ed and lorraine warren and exactly everything that they uh they have in their occult uh like i told you i've been over to back begging 
uh, physical eating. Whenever I was driving our truck, mm -hmm. that was, that was, especially the little dolls that he has, and what I've heard oh, about yeah. those dolls, that you can actually, if you at them, or if things, there was a guy it's six months before uh before I went and I did not know nothing about this. The episode out on travel and mm. uh basically I went through there I looked at everything. Uh he was in the uh, middle of remodeling the house that was in Ohio uh, for parts of it to be there because it I uh, could and basically guy came in and he's like F this, F everybody I'm not even uh, and <laughs> girlfriend survived the motorcycle accident but he uh, yeah, oh dear! Was killed. Ooh. And it was linked. It oh, was that's linked bad. Back to that one call. Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, it that's is horrible. So I mean, I believe in my in my mind and in my life that yes, is real. I mean, uh, there is some paranormal. Uh, I haven't, well, let's say like this. I have not found it. Vampires. Oh, dogs, yeah. Yeah. Shapeshifters. Yeah. Uh, now, whenever I think of shapeshifters, I think of, uh, what was it? Uh, East Texas. Uh, not East Texas, West Texas, on out into Mexico, there's a, a Navajo or Apache property land and uh, called uh, Skinwalkers. Oh, Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, that's in um, northern Utah, Utah, actually. There we go. Yes. I was thinking it was closer. Lots of crazy reports. Yeah, well, you know, Southwest. Yeah, lots of crazy, crazy reports of UFOs and ghosts and skinwalkers and giant wolves. And yeah, there's a TV show on that now. Um, but yeah, crazy place. It's it's one of my bucket list places. I would love to visit Skinwalker. By the Ranch. way, if you haven't already, there is the link to the, uh, the HelloFresh stuff. Uh, go in, get 60% off. Free shipping. Uh, just wanted to throw that out there. I, that's the first time I saw a link. So, uh, yeah, uh, that that was one of those things. Whenever I think of, uh, whenever I think of the shapeshifter, I, I think of uh, the skinwalker. Several paranormal. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I mean, literally, 
come back with photographs and like yeah it's crazy looks crazy and uh and another one is i haven't seen any wet dogs talking, a, talking yeah. about <laughs> i'm throwing references out from vampire diaries talking about werewolves uh those mm -hmm. those being on the far spectrum uh, mm -hmm. uh, those are the far spectrum of Colonel heard about well mm -hmm. it's, it began from a book made by Bram Stoker uh, Stoker Dracula and then they all called Vlad, uh, Vlad Tempest Dracula. Could he be? Not be? Don't know. And Hard to say. When, Hard to say. What I was telling you before before stream just happened. Clean man mm -hmm. asked asked the doctor to explain uh, explain trans gamers floating head. <laughs> I told you. Oh, I don't know. I, I told think you that would come up. That's a great mystery. It's a great, great mystery. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's one of those things that <laughs> will never be discovered. Exactly. exactly but anyway, yes. the uh, Alamo. <laughs> uh, like I said, I hit the brewery. I get devastation, sadness. I get the some of the places. I get the uh, feeling of anger and stuff like that because of what mm -hmm. they was. Uh, but some people don't. I mean, like you said, you depend on the science. And uh, exactly. I would love to get some of the pictures just uh, uh, made. Okay, the last one. The last one. The ghost of. I say this, but I'm not for sure how to say this, right? Is Galinga? Perlingua. Let you. Perlingua. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I've been to Terlingua, the ghost town of Terlingua. A lot of it, it's a great place. Uh, okay, uh, could you explain it? Uh. Well, actually, it's just a little town that's right outside of the entrance to to Big Bend National Park. There in in West Texas, it's got this really cool little historic graveyard. Um, historic buildings. Um, it's it's great for stargazing because there's just no lights out there. I I went into the cemetery at night. We stayed there. We camped there for a few days, and really didn't see anything or get anything paranormal. But I know that um, it has a reputation for being haunted, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if it was. It just 
happened to be that when I was there, I, I just didn't experience anything. But it's great, um, especially I recommend it for people who are, are photographers that really like to take pictures because, I mean, just the beautiful rock formations and the, the night sky and the buildings. And it's it's a really cool place. It's It's one of my favorite places in Texas. Okay. Let me ask you this. But uh, for people who don't, uh, uh, lightning, running water, like a certain type of rock, like limestone. Is there anything that would just Make that lot shorter. Do you know what I think amplifies or makes makes um, paranormal activity stronger? Are um, certain people. Um, I, I think we have a on the academic side of things where I do my research with with some of my research colleagues. We have something called haunted. There's something called haunted people syndrome, and I'm not going to get into that whole thing, but. There are people that are wired up, kind of like yourself, to experience paranormal activity. And when these people go into places that are reportedly haunted, activity kicks up. And we, there again, we don't exactly know how that connection is made, but I think a lot of times it depends really on who's there. And, and if you've got people that are very, very psychically sensitive and um, high in, in a psychological trait called transliminality, um, then, yeah, we, we find that paranormal activity happens a lot more. Now, what's going on in that environment, you know, we're, we're still looking at that, too, because obviously there's some kind of connection or, or um, interaction between these these people that that I call I call them ghost magnets, um, between ghost magnets and and these haunted environments. So I think more than anything, it's who's there. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, but I, I was I wasn't really thinking that there was a way that a person up like that. I, I guess for me, I'm not for sure about the area. It's about the the area. Mm -hmm. It's both. It's both. It's not just the person bringing ghosts along with them to the party. No, it's about these these people that go into these locations that yes have something strange going on in the locations something paranormal that even people like me because i've seen a ghost um even people like me can have these experiences in these haunted locations but if you bring if to make it stronger or to make it more likely that there's going to be activity then you want to bring these these ghost magnets in and they will, you know, I don't know if they're drawing out the activity or they're 
altering the environment with their presence in some way because there's something definitely in the environment as well and so it's it's just it's it's really really interesting um but yeah it, it kind of depends on at least in my experience and, and in our research that's kind of what we're we're seeing all right well uh you have questions of course i think the uh okay. viewers will have questions how long have you been a doctor? I got my doctorate, my PhD in educational psychology in 2006. So let's see, 14, 17 years I've been a doctor. Uh, okay, well, you answered. <laughs> uh, so what made you, uh, okay, we, an, uh, you answered this, uh, head of schedule, but, um, uh, for the audience, uh, what made you pick the paranormal career? Um, yeah, I talked about this a little earlier. It's something I've always been interested in. And then, you know, fast forward to like the Ghostbusters and ghost hunting shows and everything. And that got me interested all over again as an adult because it looked like there was some science behind this. And then as I did more research, I found the field of parapsychology, which is where, you know, ghosts and hauntings have been scientifically studied for over 150 years. I mean, there's a whole bunch of scientific literature on this. And that I found even more fascinating. And so I look at it and the reason why it fascinates me so much is it's, it's the only place where the big questions that everybody has are being tackled. You know, do we survive death? You know, well, is there life after death? What happens to our bodies and our, and our, if we do, if we have a soul, um, where does it go? Um, are there other spiritual beings? Are there angels? Are there demons? You know, all of these big universal questions that mainstream science just kind of pushes aside and said, oh, that's, that's a bunch of nonsense or that belongs in, in religion. You know, it's not scientifically studyable. And it's like, no, 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 no. You know, these are the questions. And I mean, if we can even start to be able to answer some of these questions scientifically, I mean, wow, that's a, that's a game changer for everybody. I, I mean, I can't think of anything more exciting to study than this. So, yeah, I I love it. Okay, so uh, for someone that doesn't know, what are the types of... And okay, yeah, well, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, we, we have three kind of general working categories. And, and what we've got, we've got um, intelligent or interactive haunts. Um, we have residual haunts and we have poltergeist activity. And so interactive intelligent haunts are the ones that, that you 
you know, you see in the movies, you know, the ghost comes out and scares the people and or talks to the people or, you know, they interact with the living. There seems to be consciousness there and um, will, volition, um, residual activity. There's a lot, that's a lot more common. Those are the um, phantom footsteps um, or the phantom smells. You know, I get a lot of um, reports of like, Oh, cigar smells or perfume smells, um, you know, just just kind of these these phantom things that repeat over and over again, um, like the the battlefield at, at Gettysburg, big place for residual haunt activity. People will hear um, soldiers screaming and yelling. Um, they'll hear cannon fire, gunshots. So just kind of these residual things. Um, Poltergeist activity is a little more tricky um, because it can be caused by um, people, but it can also be caused by things going on in the environment, kind of back to that haunted people syndrome thing again. We, we have a little bit of a tough time parsing it out because it is also seen in those intelligent haunts, you know, with the interactive ghosts, there could be poltergeist activity. There could be things moving around. So it's 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 a little more tricky. But those are just kind of the three general categories that we kind of put things in. Um, and I will say, a lot of haunted places have all three going on, or you know, so or or even just one experience. It can be all three things going on at the same time. You can have a ghost and some things moving around, and you can be hearing some phantom footsteps. So, it's still, it's still kind of um, unclear as as to what these if what these categories are. So, but that's kind of in general. So, uh, what's my place? Uh, So on the the residual type, could I got it? Uh, well, anyway, uh, what are some of the uh, most haunted places you? I think um, probably the the two most haunted places I've investigated here in Texas um, uh, is the Palace Theater in Marlin, Texas. And I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to make a little plug here. We do um, Paranormal University at the Palace Theater in Marlin that's open to the public. We do this um, like two or three times a year where we invite the public in. There's limited amount of space um, to ghost hunt the theater, which is very active. Our next one is coming up on April 8th. So um, the Palace Theater is the only place where I've seen a, a full-bodied apparition in, in the basement. And um, there's been lots of activity over the years there. And the other place is uh, Haunted Hill House in, in Mineral Wells, another really, really paranormally active, active place. And I've investigated there a couple times. So really, really fun places to investigate. So on this uh, the Paranormal University, uh, mm -hmm. uh, what do you cover beforehand or what do you, is it like, EMF, go, go find a ghost, <laughs> you know? 
It kind of, I mean, what it is, is we have people come in and, and we do a, a really quick introduction and um, just, you know, demonstrate all of our tools and all of our, you know, cameras and EMF readers and everything. And we, we um, you know, tell them how they're used. We also have EMF meters that they can use as well. And, you know, other things, you know, like dowsing rods and spirit boxes and things. And so we'll do like dowsing rod uh, demonstrations and sessions, spirit box sessions, and then we have the people just break into groups, and the theater is is huge, and so we just kind of rotate groups to investigate different parts of the theater for the evening, and then at the end we all come back and and you know share what we found, oh, nice. and and so it's always a lot nice. of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Housing uh, rods. Got really good steady hands. Keep them out in front of you. <laughs> That's the way to go. For me, I like our little mm -hmm. REM pod. REM pods are great. Yeah. Um, that is, I have a lot of equipment, but I do not have a REM pod. But, and yes, dowsing rods, um, I, I suck at, at dowsing rods. Um, you ain't the and, only one there. And I, I, I tell people. You ain't the only yeah. one. It's like, yeah. and so, it's like, I can hold them out there for a little bit, but then my arms get, I'm like. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. On what you investigate versus the whole state of Texas, uh, what is the most haunted? Yes. In the whole state? What would you consider the most okay. haunted? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a tough one. Um, I'm, I'm leaning towards Jefferson, Texas. Um, the whole town of, of Jefferson. That's, you know, that's a creepy, weird little town. I love it. It's a great place. They have paranormal conventions there, but, um, yeah, a lot of the houses there have have paranormal activity there's also bigfoot activity in the area which is kind of interesting and um i would i'm, I'm leaning towards jefferson probably being one of the most haunted places what about in, in the united states let's let's spread it just uh, to the united states and then we're going to go to the world um we're going to yeah. go to the world um i i would say at least in my opinion, probably one of the most haunted places in the United States is New Orleans. And I mean, I love going to New Orleans. It's, it's a great place. Their cemeteries are amazing. Um, also in Louisiana is the Myrtles Plantation, which has a reputation for being extremely haunted. Um, one of my fellow investigators has been to the Myrtles and um, had some, some interesting experiences there. And um, so, yeah, I would I would say definitely New Orleans would would take the top spot for for one of the most haunted places. And for in the, the US. Myrtles Plantation, there's been a I don't well I I call it a, not a full body apparition. Whenever I think of body apparition, but you could tell. Mm. Period. Clothing, 
face, everything. There's been photographs all over. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there was one in the history book whenever I was uh, growing up of the Myrtle's plantation of uh, uh, because plantation they had slaves and one of the slaves and younger uh, child right there and you would think that it was like black and white photograph of the of the mm -hmm. person of the slave and of the uh child how that's how mm -hmm. uh like the clothing and everything else look yeah yeah it's i it's one like i said it's it's one of my bucket list places i would love to go there i still plan on going there but yeah one of my investigate the, one of the guys that i investigate with he is oh he is a straight up psychic and um is is great to have on investigations but he went to the myrtles and yeah got um touched um, his feet were like ice cold they stayed in the slave shack they heard, you know, things like beating on the walls around them. And, and so little, really, really crazy stuff. And um, so, yeah, I, I really want to go there. That's definitely one of my uh, places. What about the world? Been talking to us now. The world. What is... The world, um, you know, that's, that, you know, I, I'm not a world traveler. Um, but I, I do know a couple of places that I would really like to go to that have reputations for being very haunted. And that is, uh, one is the Island of the Dolls in Mexico, where there's a legend where a hermit lived there. And um, these uh, girls that supposedly, little girls that supposedly drowned, you know, were haunting him and asking him for dolls. And he kept getting dolls and just... Um, Putting them all through the forest and I mean it's just this really creepy forest that's filled with with these dolls that are you know and pieces of dolls that are like nailed to the trees and stuff and they say that the dolls will turn their heads and look at you and and their apparitions being seen there so to me that sounds like a really kind of creepy cool place and the other one is um, Pripyat which is in northern Ukraine and this is where the Chernobyl disaster happened. And the town of Pripyat was right next to it. And so, of course, they're just now allowing some people to come in because the radioactivity is, has died down just enough. And I think you can go in there and spend maybe, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, before you get cooked. Um, but, but it, of course, has a reputation. Or have the third hand come well. right out of your chest and be like this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, exactly. Be like on uh, Fallout 4, you know, if you're a video game yeah. person. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, definitely for me, world, there's a place um, uh, I really don't want to name its name, but let's say it like the take your own life for in japan oh yeah that is tragic. in japan yes yes and yeah it goes by a whole different name but let's just mm -hmm. let's just say it like that 
for like yeah. Twitch and YouTube and all of that because I don't want to get. But yeah. I mean that yeah. that one place and there's also a uh, another place. Uh, mine's always been Castle, and I brought. Oh, I, I love. I brought yeah. Uh, a name into it, Vlad Tempest, Vlad the Impaler. Mm -hmm. So I'm myself go to where it all began, Transylvania. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'd love to go to Transylvania. Definitely, that would be a great. And not place even to go. I want to say not even two hundred miles away from it. There's a place called Devil's Gate. And okay. supposedly, this whole forest haunted. You get into the middle of this so-called forest, it's straight grassland. And a... Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Well, that sounds really interesting. That's like one of, I mean, whenever I saw that, I was like, I got to go. No, and I. Like yeah. I said, I can't even make it down to Lexington. I can't. I can't go. <laughs> someday. Maybe someday. <laughs> someday. I need to get ninja rich. There you so, go. <laughs> okay. So we covered Texas, best world. What are some haunted? Oh, gosh. Well, let me see. Um, we've got the Dr. Pepper Museum is haunted, the Hippodrome, the Alico Building, the Courthouse, um, East Terrace House. That's one of the historical homes. Um, Cameron Park, the Cameron Park Zoo. And I think that pretty much covers, I heard something about the castle it. oh Cottonland castle I'm not for sure I, they they just called it the yeah, castle wake up okay oh oh like witch's castle no not witch's castle uh not Witch's Castle. Yeah, the castle is probably Cottonland Castle, and um, it was recently bought by Chip and Joanna Gaines and remodeled. And so um, it's uh, it's now a big tourist attraction. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know if it was ever haunted. It's very beautiful. I think um, I. But but yeah, that's all I. Think all I, I drove know. right beside of it. I. I didn't get mm -hmm. no feelings from it, but I was in a car, but oh, people yeah. was taking stuff like that new out there. I mean, everything. So, yeah, I was, mm -hmm. uh, I kept on hearing about the castle, stuff like that. And then I'd done a lot of reading or what was called the witch. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm not for sure whether you got mm -hmm. this. I haven't been up there yet. Uh, or mm -hmm. Castle. Turn part? It's, yeah, it's just outside of the park on 
at, I think it's Adelaide or Adeline Lane. And it's, it's um, basically it's fenced off right now, um, but you can get there through the park. And I mean, yeah, you, you see the foundation of what used to be like a little house. And of course they, there's a big legend that this crazy witchy woman was, you know, capturing children and sacrificing them. And, you know, and there's all kinds of paranormal activity up there. And I mean, I haven't experienced anything paranormal up there. I do know that there was a home up there at one time and there was a whole community of people. It was called the Cedar Breaks. Um, there was a prostitute that, that ran a, a, a brothel out in that area. There's, there was a cemetery up there. So lots of stuff happened in that particular area. But, um, you know, I, I did not get any kind of weird vibes or feelings from the, the foundation of what they thought was like the, the witch's castle house. Um, but, you know, who knows? I mean, it, it could be haunted. The rest of the park well, is haunted. Well, from what I understood, the uh, guy who bought uh, where the witch's castle was basically riding trail bikes stuff like that yes so it was yes uh, it was basically for that and they had uh their paranormal and they said so i mean for me i yeah i i don't know but even mm -hmm. even the uh as a woman that was living was saying that sixty uh was waiting on her son something worried that went that was uh the air force that's what I heard mm -hmm. and uh mm -hmm. basically I'm that's where I got. I mean, I've watched uh, Channel 6's uh, news reports. Yeah, I think that one, honestly, I think it's a lot of urban yeah, I legend. Think, I, I really I think do. so, too. Yeah, so many stories. Yeah, but it's still a cool place. I mean, it's still worth going out there and looking around. Yeah. Uh, okay, we was talking about equipment. What is your favorite piece of equipment? Oh, that's easy. My EMF meter. Um, for those that don't know, my EMF meters are electromagnetic field readers. And what they do is they're designed to detect, you know, electromagnetic fields. Um, so, you know, people have used them for, to, to check for faulty wiring in their houses or, you know, um, they pick up on our, you know, cell phones and, and Apple watches and the whole deal. Well, what they're also used for in, in paranormal research is that if you take an EMF reader into a haunted location and you can rule out natural electrical sources and you still are getting kind of erratic 
readings that that a lot of times will like follow you around like something's following you around um it is is most likely paranormal um so we're finding that these electromagnetic fields and and paranormal activity kind of go hand in hand so I, I i carry my emf reader around with me like a security blanket at every investigation i mean i I love my EMF reader. By far, my my favorite piece of equipment. Uh, Arcade Revolution asks, how far does a EMF reader have to from something affect it? Um, usually, it's it's about ten feet. It will detect things within about ten feet of you. Just kind of a, a general rule of thumb. Okay. Uh, so, uh, let's see. So, besides ghosts, uh, what other paranormal have you encountered? <laughs> um, I really haven't encountered anything. I mean, I've. I've heard, you know, the residual kind of noises, uh, you know, I've seen an apparition, um, but I haven't really encountered anything other than, than ghostly activity. You know, I've never seen like a Bigfoot. I've never seen like a flying saucer um, or, you know, the, what are they called now? Unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs, you know, or shapeshifters or anything like that. I, and it, you know, I, it's just, Probably because I, I I don't put myself in those situations where there's you know like the UFO hotspots or the Bigfoot hotspots. Um, I just am always walking around in, in haunted houses. So I, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, I, I had to ask that for the UFO. I haven't seen mm -hmm. that. Who knows? Later on, I may. Never know. Uh, so, I, um, hey, we was talking about, like, um, basically the science. What does science say about witchcraft, bewitchment, Titanic Eye, paranormal? What does science say? Um, that it's a bunch of nonsense <laughs> and that it shouldn't, you know, it's, it's dismissed. It's not scientifically studied. I mean, those are all things that are part of the occult and, and it's something that my colleagues and I are getting ready to, to start studying is, um, occultists because we think that there, again, there's, there's this whole place that that needs to be tapped for for scientific study and that's that is these very things you know the evil eye or the you know witchcraft or you know whatever it is all of these occultic type things that have been around for for centuries but yeah as of yet mainstream science just they ignore it they just say that's that's you know a bunch of that there that belongs in in the religion department or the anthropology department that that has no place in in rigorous you know scientific study. So they want to put witchcraft, religion, 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And, and so, but yeah, just religious beliefs in general. Yeah, it's just religious beliefs in general. You know, it's, it's kind of, uh, it, it is technically a type of, of religious belief. Um, so they would, they would put it in oh. there. So, uh, I'm going over these questions. Like I told you, they're, they're going to be like, uh, mixed up and everything. I didn't, I just wrote them down and then put the number. That's okay. Uh, That's okay. So, let's see. Uh, in the world, we know that there are demons uh, and to be put out there like in every place. How many times have you run across them? <laughs> never and i hope to never run into any kind of uh, uh demonic type activity now this is this is a big you know um debate there again in in the scientific community they're you know are they're going to relegate demons and angels to religion again they're going to say these things don't exist i am um a christian so i've I believe that that other spiritual beings exist. I believe that demons exist. I believe that angels exist. Um, I think that they are both very powerful and they are something that you should not mess with and especially you should not um, provoke. Um, I, I, I cringe every time I, I see paranormal investigators go into a place and you say, show yourself, demon, get out here, you blankety blank blank and, and all this. And I'm like, you don't know what you're dealing with. You're coming in being very arrogant and thinking that you can control this situation. And if there you do have a demonic encounter with this like very powerful spiritual being, to me it's kind of like holding a tiger by the tail. I mean... I, you know, I would never, ever want to run into a demon. Um, I, I haven't yet, and and I, I, I hope I never do. It's just something that I really, I just really don't want any part of. Right. Uh, well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's some stuff out there, and like I said, I'm a big. Uh, I guess you would call it a big fan of Ed and Lorraine Warren. And whenever mm -hmm. I see some of the stuff that they've done, it's always been, okay, the bed's twisting and all sorts of directions upstairs. And you know, mm -hmm. Ed's playing uh, Elvis. So uh, <laughs> in, in real life, Ed and Lorraine Warren said, uh, anything that has locked itself in an object should not be gotten rid of. Or, uh, for example, the Annabelle doll. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what is your opinion on, let's say, destroying that object? Let's say, let's say later on, let's say Tony Shapiro uh, that's 
over Ed and Lorraine's place. Passes, mm -hmm. and somebody comes in, bulldoze, knocks over the case, and a ball's free. So, yeah. I mean, what is your what is your belief on what Ed and Lorraine would about uh, anything that locks this object destroyed or gotten rid of? Um, yeah, I I had never heard of that before until you you know until I read your questions. Um, but yes, there are attachments to objects, and and so that's that's definitely true. Um, but I also look at you know well, haunted houses or haunted buildings are just big objects, and so there are things attached to them as well. And I know that there have been haunted places that have been burned down or destroyed. And, you know, where does that energy go? You know, I don't know. I, I would say the same thing about the objects. Okay, if Annabelle the doll is, you know, burned in a fire, you know, where does that energy go? Does it dissipate? Does it just kind of, you know, get diluted in the environment? Or, or does it, you know, is it a, a spirit that flies into something else, um, you know, that's a good question. I'm, I'm really not sure. Um, I, I don't know. Okay. So, uh, we was all, I know this is like so far just going over and over in different directions. I should have made sure that every one of these lined up that I didn't so because I've been working at Amazon sorry uh thanks Amazon uh yeah it's all your <laughs> uh trend killer syndicate says has she played uh some of the new ghost hunting games at all I am not a gamer. Sorry, guys. I I just don't do the gaming thing. Well, there's <laughs> there's a uh, one called Mortuaries. There's called Madison. There's one called Phasmophobia. That deals with ghost hunting. Uh, Madison, hunting, but Mortuaries Assistant, you're right there. You're dissecting the uh, person cool. and uh and literally haunting i mean i've watched i've oh, watched imagine. it being played and i was like jumping out of my skin <laughs> so yeah. uh so okay so Two-part question, uh, what makes something paranormal? I know we've been over it a little bit, but what makes something paranormal? Uh, that probably the most general definition I can give of that because of the, of the name paranormal, which is kind of like beside normal, um, is something that we can't currently study 
scientifically, or at least very well. I, I mean, it's it's something out of what we see as the normal or the ordinary. It's something that is um, um, yet to be explained. We we just don't quite have the the tools yet to to explain what it is. And being uh, a psychologist. Uh... Yeah, educational psychology is, yeah. And, and I'm also a parapsychologist, yes. What makes sense? Uh, That's a question for <laughs> me. Good... I mean, I'm, I, I'm one of those. Whoa. No, this is, this is a great question. I love this question. Um, and we are, we are figuring that out. Um, basically, there are people that um, have psychic abilities, and these these are the there's tons of scientific study on these, and, and the psychic abilities are ESP, precognition, um, telepathy, you know, clairvoyance, all of these things, um, you know, um, telekinesis, being able to move things with your mind. So there are some people that are just wired up for this. Their minds are just. The, the, they do these things. You have these capabilities. So you've got somebody that has psychic capabilities and you combine that with their belief in the paranormal. For some reason, belief tends to play a role. And so if you believe that these things are true, that tends to, to be a big factor. And um, finally, people that are high in what we call transliminality. And what that means is you, we've got mental barriers between like our conscious mind or gates. They're more like gates that open and close. And between our conscious mind and our subconscious mind and our unconscious mind. And people who are high in this, this what we call transliminality, their gates don't shut as well as other people's gates. So there's a lot, of, uh, a lot more flow between the unconscious mind, the subconscious mind, and the conscious mind, and people high in transliminality. So you get this trifecta. You get the person with the psychic abilities who believes in the paranormal that is high in transliminality. And um, that makes people very, very likely to to be what, what I call those ghost magnets, the, the people that are, are very highly sensitive to paranormal activity. So... Oh. Is it dangerous to experience paranormal activity? In general, I would say no. Um, I, I have never been in a situation where I've, I've felt um, in danger or have been harmed. However, I do know that there are people that have been in, in paranormal uh, places that uh, have have gotten scratched or pushed, um, you know, uh, or, you know, kind of, you know, bruised. So I think there are things that can happen. One of our cases that we wrote a paper on was the South Shields poltergeist case in, in uh, Britain. And this was uh, a couple of years ago. And the poltergeist would throw butcher knives at the family. So... It can be dangerous, yeah, but I, I think that's that's pretty rare. Now, attention. And my mind went mm -hmm. uh, makeup's ladder here. 
Oh yeah, yeah, the grabbing yeah, the ghost. Grabbing ghost. Yeah. I I uh, mm-hmm. realize there's like uh, for a hundred trying to get them to. I mean, bringing women along because uh, mm-hmm. I want to say that at RogueCon uh, that mm-hmm. primarily grabs women. So yes. they've been bringing yeah. women along and stuff like that and they'll, uh, they'll try to get this ghost grab. And most of the mm-hmm. time it fails. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hearing lots of reports, you know, uh, even to this day, it's been going on since the 1980s about people going up and down Jacob's ladder that are getting, you know, poked and, and pinched and, and, and touched. And so, you know, that's, that's actually pretty common in, you know, in places that have paranormal activity. For example, like I said earlier, I do um, tours, paranormal tours at the Dr. Pepper Museum. And recently, within the last um, couple of tours, we have had people come through the tour and um, one lady got grabbed um, on the ankle, another lady got grabbed on the thigh, and um, I was standing there behind the tour group and something poked me in the butt. So we've got a groping <laughs> ghost at the Dr. Pepper Museum right now. Oh. <laughs> and, you know, it it's, it's kind of a new thing, but... You know, I'm sure everybody's kind of taking it in stride. Nobody's getting hurt or anything. Um, but yeah, this type of activity happens definitely. Speaking of the Dr. Pepper Museum, I talked to Liz and I got the. Mm. I, I'm very psyched about that because I want to do one through the Dr. Pepper and. Uh, mm-hmm. videoing it you know, during the day and I want to take a tour mm-hmm. I want to go catch something well you, you, you never know I've been taking because um, I also teach uh, paranormal investigating classes at MCC our local community college, and I've been taking students to investigate the Dr. Pepper Museum since 2016. And um, I mean, some of the things that that people have witnessed there are, are shadow people. That seems to be a pretty big one. My equipment was has been kind of messed with. My camera's turned off. Um, phantom noises like the screen door closing. Of course, there's... Um, kind of a malevolent presence in the basement um, uh, near one of the crawl spaces. And so, Which yeah, was there that? is stuff that, that at the Dr. Pepper Museum. Right, I, I was talking about like that over at the soda part down there, or is it oh. like at the, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. is it at the other part of the museum where the top is? No, no, it is, yeah, you know where the soda fountain is. Um, the The basement is off limits to the public, and it's it's over there. Uh, you have to go through the offices by the soda fountain. 
and you get to go down into the basement. Now, on the paranormal tours, we take guests down to the basement, but that's the only, um, the only tour that is allowed access to the basement. Huh. Uh, what about the Lady Black? Oh, at, at the, the Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper Museum? Yes, yes, yes. There was, yeah, that is one of the full body apparitions that's been seen there in the basement. And she was dressed in a black Victorian dress and looked like an actual person. Um, in fact, one of the workers saw her and, and talked to somebody else that was, that was working there and said, hey, I did not know that we had historical reenactors at the museum. And, and they said, we don't. And she's like, well, I just saw a lady wearing a black Victorian style dress in the basement. And they're like, well, no, there's nobody like that here. So we're, uh, you know, it was, it was a ghost. So yeah, so yes, we, we have a, a ghost in the basement. So according to Liz, she's only been once, or is it? I, I, as far as I know, she's only been seen once. So, uh, comparing to, uh, traditional science, uh, psycholo uh, psychology possibility. Well, um, it was accepted for a while. Um, the, the Duke University Parapsychology Lab back in the 30s um, was, was um, a very well-known spot for paranormal research, as well as uh, Princeton has done paranormal or parapsychological research, Stanford. So there have been some big universities that have studied these, especially the psychic abilities, you know, like ESP or clairvoyance. Um, our um, government did a project, Project Stargate as well. And so this was all kind of a happening between, I'd say probably the 30s to the 60s, 70s. And, and then it just kind of fell out of favor. And, and so really all that's left here in the United States is the Rhine Research Center, which um, used to be the Duke Parapsychology Lab, but it's, it's very small now. And, but it still conducts scientific research in, in the field of, of parapsychology, but that's it. Um, you know, I occasionally have people come up to me and say, you know, how do you become, how do you get a degree in parapsychology? And, or how, where do you go to school to become a parapsychologist? And I'm like, we don't have any of that anymore. Um, we used to at one point, and hopefully we will again, but there is, there's nothing like that here in the United States. Well, uh, I mean, it's treated, treated more like a hobby than it is like ghost hunting. Yes. It's treated more like a hobby instead yes. of like an Yes, now, very much so. Being an investigator, paranormal, what would top five? 
Like, okay. <laughs> I, I have those written down. <laughs> like for the audience. Uh, okay. Um, y yes, kind of my, my top five places to investigate. I would love to go to Waverly Hills Sanatorium in um, Louisville, Kentucky. I would love to go there. I would love to go to Salem, Massachusetts, you know, because of the Salem witch trials. There's supposed to be a lot of haunt activity there. I would love to go to Eastern State Penitentiary. That's another spot I'd love to go to. Um, of course, the Myrtles Plantation, which we just talked about. And I would love to see St. Augustine's Lighthouse in, in Florida. So those are those are the biggies on my list that I'd really like to I'd really I agree like to investigate. With The Eastern State Penitentiary. Eastern State yeah, Penitentiary, I, well, yeah. The, I used to be a TDA office. Uh, I love seeing those. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. so something like that, that would be fine. Uh, I would those two. I would love to uh, go see, uh, uh, like I was saying, Pennsylvania. Uh, castle that, oh, castle yeah. that, uh, that uh, yeah. I would love to go see a couple other. As yeah, awesome. so many. Okay, so where can we yeah. find you? Out yourself out. <laughs> That's easy. Um, just go to my website. It's Waco Ghosts, all one word, WacoGhosts.com, and you'll find everything there. Okay, so what do you have coming up besides a university? Arlen? Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we've got on April 8th, we have the um, Paranormal University at the Palace Theater in, in Marlin, Texas. Um, starting at the end of March, my next um, paranormal investigating class starts at MCC, the community college, and it runs for six weeks and where we'll learn, you know, techniques for ghost hunting and go to some haunted places around Waco. Um, starting in March, the Dr. Pepper Museum is going to be doing their paranormal tours every week. Um, so on, on Saturday nights, um, starting at 7, they go from 7 to 9, so that's something that, that I'm involved in as well. As well as um, through Brazos Tours, we have Downtown Haunted Walking Tour, and, and I run those. And those are every weekend, um, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights. So, got, got lots going on. Exactly. Hey, Dr. Little, I want to say thank you. from everybody here at Transgamer Live, uh, which is me, odds, my admin, stuff like that. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, awesome. Another streamer. Okay. All right, thank you. All right.
Hey guys, thank you for coming in. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for uh, everything that you've done in the past and into. I love y'all just like I love uh, my own family. Well, that's because y'all are my family. Uh, anyway, I am going to look for somebody who uh, on and we over there. Uh, Egan's on, and Bougie's on. Uh, tell you what, let's uh, let's send you over to Retro Game Arcade. Right, they stay for the raid, and I will. Uh, we'll send you over there. All right, like I said, thank y'all for coming in. I will see y'all. Just, uh, I'll see y'all on the next stream, which will be Thursday night. We'll be high on life. See you later.